Hey everybody, welcome to Workforce Gaming. I am Brad, here with Doug. Hey. We are here to talk about the Haunted PS1 Disc 2021. Yay. Which Doug has done nothing but talk about for like a week and a half, and I don't <laughs> still, even after a week and a half talking to you, this quite understand exactly what this is, why it exists, or which, yeah. what it, what what is this thing? Okay, so that is a very good place to start. <laughs> so what the Haunted PS1 demo disc is, it's a um, it's a suite of demos from indie developers, um, kind of similar to ones you'd see at PAX, like they're yeah. PAX demo discs, but they are all very thematically themed as horror and very thematically themed as like kind of PS1 era graphics, kind of PS2 era graphics. So they're all like low poly horror games. Mm-hmm. Um and they basically bundle all of these games together. And it's just a good way to see like a bunch of different cool interpretations of like what a horror game is from all these different in- indie devs. Cause it's like, it's, it's wild. And the thing that's really cool is the package is the haunted demo disc. So when you download the haunted demo disc, you actually get a PDF of like a manual. So it looks like those like old nineties ads. So like every, so the manual is like 30 pages long and every game has its own kind of fun nineties sort of, oh, that's cool. um, yeah, like like a ad ad in it that's telling you to play. And when you actually boot up the game, instead of it just being like a say like just a list that you click on the game, it's actually like a walk. It's a museum that's in PS One graphics, and you actually get mm-hmm. to walk around the museum like first person view. And they have all these different rooms, and above the room they have like the name of the game. You walk into the room, and then they have like a PS One era version of like some part of the game so like let's say for example there's a game that takes place mostly in a diner so you walk yeah. in and then you're kind of in the diner and then you click on the cup of coffee and then it launches the game oh that's kind of so cool. yeah so every single demo of like these like 20 some demos they each get their own little room within the museum and then the museum itself has some secrets which is kind of fun um and one of the one of the games i'll talk about which is like kind of a spoiler but you have to find passwords around the the around the actual museum thing and then you open the computer and you get like another secret game. And there's like two or three secret games in here as well, which is like really, really fun. Um, so that's kind of just the concept of the haunted demo disc. And it's just, it's like a lot of fun. So you basically, because you basically keep going through very, they, they use the term horror, like really, really broad. There are some of these yeah. games that were like legitimately terrifying. Some of them were just kind of like mood pieces and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Some were just like super uncomfortable, which I enjoyed. Um, but it's kind of cool because it's not like playing a bunch of triple A games. It's just a bunch of like people in their basements games. Yeah, so, so every everybody's got their own weird interpretation. So each game is made by somebody different. Then it's like yes, thir- it's like thirty or whatever games made by thirty different people. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's kind of like a mini packs sort of thing. Is I guess the best way to put it with all just like this kind of theme throughout it. So are these actual demos of games, or are these just like just the game was made for this collection? Like are these like all yeah. things that will get bigger releases some point? Are these like just parts of games, or are these all like full experiences or whatever? Yeah, I would say so. Most of them are de- most of them are demos. So most of them are going to be the like complete games later. And usually it's like the end of the demo says like thanks for playing. Here's our Twitter handles. See our Patreon or something like that yeah, or something yeah. like this game's coming soon. Some of them are just like kind of like enclosed experiences. One of the ones I'm going to talk about. Is essentially like a prologue for the actual game. So okay. it actually has like this very complete story. And then it's like, thank you for enjoying the prologue. You'll see the full game and like a continuation of the story later, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But they're mostly demos. So then it's kind of neat, like on the people's like different pages and saying, it's like, okay, add this one to my Steam wish list or yeah, my yeah. itch.io page or whatever and that kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So there's like 30 or 40 or I don't know. This list is really long that you gave me. Are we talking about all these? <laughs> pull, give, give me the highlights. Where, where are we? Yeah. Starting? So I pulled. So there's like, I think there's about 20 games. I'm just going to talk about five of them that really, really, really stood out to me. Okay. Um, and again, the thing is like, 
not all the games are great. Some of them are like just getting the demo. It's just like, okay, when's this thing going to pick up and just never really picked up. So like, okay, kind of bounced off it sort of thing. Um, but I was yeah. talking about four, four or five of them that I just thought were like awesome and worth mentioning. Um, so the first game I want to talk about is, is Echo Stasis uh, by Enigma Studio. Echo Stasis is a pseudo sort of cyberpunky game that has like, that I think was, I think it was probably the best game of all the ones I played. Um, and it's just like, it was, it was just such a neat idea and had a lot of like kind of twists and turns. The game opens in sort of a PlayStation like environment. And then once you complete the PlayStation like environment, it swaps to the quote unquote real world, which is like, it just looks like a normal double AA, A, triple A game. Mm-hmm. Um, so what the concept of the game is, is that there's this place you can go where you can basically like live in your dreams Okay. And this AI will essentially like basically create this dream world for you based on your dreams. Um, so the game is you're going into somebody's dream, you're kind of messing around and you come out to the real world. Um, but the really cool gameplay loop is that in the real world, there's this computer that you actually like hand type things out into. And the way the computer functions is like, you'll have keywords. So it'll explain stuff. Like it'll have like a, like a little text bubble, like, explaining what's going on where it's like saying it's like okay um you need to search for the core in this in these human beings and i'll have the the core in brackets so you type in core and that gives you some information into like what a core is and then in that explanation of what a core is there might be another keyword that you type into and you type it into and then you like you type in the 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 computer so Mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're going between the real world and this dream world and you're getting phrases from the dream world to dive deeper into the computer so um the thing I really, really enjoyed about the game, um, besides the fact that it's really creepy and, and kind of an interesting plot, is that some of these games, I think, do a bad job of explaining their weird world. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes a game can just be, like, weird, and it's just like, okay, and then it's like, I, we'll explain how this all happened, like, what's going on at the end of the game. But this one, I thought, did a really good job of explaining its kind of weird setting. Um, like it lets you be lost for about five, 10 minutes. And then it's like, okay, here's what's actually going on. Okay. And I yeah, like that a nice. lot because <laughs> yeah. Cause it felt like it's like, okay, I understand the stakes that are going on. I understand what's the background's going on. Um, and then it, it's fun. Cause it was, this is the one that was actually like a prologue for the full game. And it, it escalates in a neat, weird way. And it ends on kind of like a fun cliffhanger that I was like, nice. Oh, this is actually, Whoa, this is great. <laughs> and I think that, that, that idea of exploring and trying to find these keywords to get deeper and deeper into this computer program, mm-hmm. um, was really, really fun. And the thing is like, you, you don't have to write them down necessarily, but every time you boot the computer, it restarts. So oh, you have to remember them. Yeah. Kind of. So like, if you knew <laughs> these things at the beginning, you probably could have just gone right down to the computer as far as you need yeah, to. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought, I just thought that was like really fun because you're going between this first person PlayStation world and then taking what you're learning there and bringing it to hack deeper and deeper into this computer um, hmm. and the plot's going on. And it was actually it was really really cool, um, really really gorgeous game um, that I'm very excited to play. I just thought that was like the best one. I, and I think the thing was kind of bad was like this is the one of the first ones I played. I was like, whoa, this is the quality <laughs> of these things. <laughs> yeah, it's no. always bad when you start with a good one. You got to get that good yeah. one right in the middle. You got to build yeah. to it. How, yeah, I think the thing that, that's kind of fun though, because it just the quality kind of goes up and down and all over yeah. the place, which is pretty fun. How long are these things? Like, are these all like thirty minutes, hour, four like hours, 15, 15, 20 minutes? Oh, okay, so they're all like oh, so super fast. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like pack, they're they're like they're packs, demos, like yeah, sort of okay, yeah. convention <laughs> demo sort of thing. And the yeah. thing that sucks is that some of them were like kind of taking their time, and I was like. Dude, you don't, you can't take your <laughs> we're, time. We're on, on the this clock thing. here. We're on the clock. Let's <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> and there was some that were like, what? 
walking through a forest and PS1 graphics for like a long period of time is not scary anymore. No. Um, and there's a lot of games that have these kind of like long drawn out. You're just walking through a forest, but it's like five or six of the games had that same sort of theme. It's like, you gotta, gotta pick up the pace guys. <laughs> gotta, gotta get this moving. Gotta get this moving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and Echo Stace is one. I, that's the one I'm actually probably gonna. That, of all the ones, that's probably the one I'm gonna purchase um, when it comes nice. out. Like I'm actually like signed up for notifications and stuff <laughs> on that one. Nice. Which I mean, yeah. I'm curious if that does that play in because it's a prologue more than a demo. Does that help with that feeling? It helps. It. it I think that helped, and I because I, I really like I really like prologue demos where it's like yeah. instead of playing like the unfinished opening segment of a game or an unfinished halfway segment, it's like this is most of the gameplay stuff, and then you get because I, I I felt the story arc end. And end yeah. on any cliffhanger that's like, oh, I'll see more. While a lot of these kind of like ended just as they were ramping up, which is, yep. you know, because a demo. But this one, it concluded and then said, here's some more. It's like, oh, okay, that's that's good. I feel like then you get that bigger narrative picture of what this person's trying to do, how they're trying to build this, how things are going to yeah. go when you get to the full version. Yeah, and so I'll say the ones I'm not talking about, the ones where it, it felt like it ended just as the narrative was picking up because it was the opening of the game. And yeah. it's like, and then like, see us next time. It's like, I... I didn't even get to that part <laughs> like to, to be excited <laughs> about the next time on yeah. um, sort of thing. Yeah. Right. So the the next one I want to talk about is Tori 3D. Um, this one's fun because I think I didn't realize I would not have known this is a horror game. I think they're not marking it as a horror game. If you watch the trailer for Tori 3D, it is not marketed as a <laughs> this is So this is the only one you sent me the trailer of when I watched it. Mean, yeah. That was literally my response was I thought you said these were horror games because it just looks like yeah. some weird running platformer thing. Yeah, so the thing that's that there's there's kind of a theme I've noticed like in some of of these of these sort of games um, and just like some like indie games in general, there's a a theme of like the game is broken and someone is broken into the game. Yeah, uh, but I think the 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 reason I I don't particularly like those games in general. Um, there are some in here too. Is that they start off too weird? Like the game, like the game that's getting broken into is already a weird game before it gets broken into. So it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't really feel like a kid's game. And then you're like, and then we broke into it. It's like, well, it didn't feel like a kid's game to begin with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but this one actually feels like a kid's game. Like I, it's it's a very good controlling platformer that looks a little bit kind of like Dreamcast era sort of thing, and mm-hmm. you just hop from one level to the other. And the the horror conceit in this is that there's some sort of like Grim Reaper virus program that's broken into. So you'll play the levels like normally, like hopping along, but you'll see like kind of like a gouge out of the sky and seeing oh, cool, like yeah. data coming through it. But the game pretends like that's not happening yet. So you just play through a few levels where it's just like a normal kids game. Um, but then like as as it goes on, like there's like things like there's like these big happy stars, and as you like as you walk by them, they're like still looking at you, and all of a sudden like they'll kind of glitch out and they'll turn to an like an angry face that's like trying to chase you and that sort of thing. Nice. But but the game is never acknowledging that that's happening. And I felt like this of all of the games that's like the game is broken, did it the best because mm-hmm. it just did not acknowledge that those things were happening. The so, other ones were too the other games that were kind of similar to this were just too eager to like oh look, look at the weird thing look at the weird thing <laughs> yeah but it made it so much creepier when the game is just like hey you got 100 percent level great job and it kind of and like the guy does like a little da- like a little curvy dance and stuff at the end and in the yeah. background you see something but the game is just never drawing attention to it it does at the end of the demo like finally it does kind of like you meet whatever's going you kind of like they kind of hint to what's going course, on yeah. um but i just i just i just liked how not eager it was to do that and which made it i think it wasn't really creepy but just so much better than done the other ones so like um, more more fun horror versus like oh my god what's gonna happen horror 
Yeah, it wasn't like there's a lot of these ones. Like they just like to like start like the blood blood flow like immediately. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. know how violent that game gets, but it, it didn't seem like it would ever get that violent. Um, I hope not. I'd actually be kind of disappointed if it did. <laughs> um, but it, it was just, it was just very cool because it was a good it was a good kids game. It was it was a well controlling <laughs> game. Like that game by itself was a good game already before they made it like weird yeah, and spooky. Yeah. Which is hard to pull off because a lot of these games, like, hey, the game is glitching. It's like the game felt like it was glitching before you told me it was glitching, sort of thing. <laughs> you mean that wasn't a glitch that I just ran yeah. into? Okay. Yeah, but it's fun to have like a very well controlling platformer that you could believe was an actual kids game before mm-hmm. things start going out sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's by uh, I'm gonna try to like name the name the companies as I do these. That's by Siactro, which I've never heard before. Again, but just no. Nope doesn't matter <laughs> and then echo stasis was by enigma studio okay. um the next one i want to talk about brad you i doubt you have you ever played gmod or have any idea what gmod is i have never heard of this okay this will mean nothing to you then <laughs> okay so a little bit of context so gmod is a half-life 2 mod that became a standalone game um and in gmod what you can do is basically spawn anything from half-life 2 and then you can like make poses with the characters and stuff. Like you might see like internet memes of like Half-Life 2 characters talking to each other. They're probably using Gmod. Okay. Now what Tmod is, is a horror game based on that Half-Life 2 mod. Um, so it's like you still have, you, you're not spawning in like Half-Life 2 items to like create scenes and stuff. But you're spawning in like these, whatever this weird creator's monsters are. So okay. it, and it's like the exact, and it's, they've made it look so similar to Gmod. Um and it was kind of fun just kind of playing around with it because you play around with it like you would in this Half-Life 2 mod. You're in the exact same level like it is that Half-Life 2 mod. And then you kind of go off this new door area that was not in the original game. And that turns into a horror game and that kind of thing. Um, so is it more like building and like setting stuff up or is there like actually like a narrative type thing going on with this? So it's this is another one I think that's a good job of pretending because the mechanics are just building things. Yeah. Um, and like you're not, but there's no, in Gmod, there's no goal. You're just like building scenes yeah. with characters. It's like a, a toy box sort of thing. So yeah. you have all those toy box elements. Um, but it's kind of cool because you can spawn lights. And there's a part where I was going into a basement. I was like, oh shit, I can't see anything. Like, where the hell do I get a flashlight? It's like, oh, I can just spawn light bulbs. Yeah. So like I'm spawning light bulbs, like getting deeper, deeper into this like kind of okay. horror section sort of thing. Um, I just really appreciate this one because it is so, like, not marketable, and it's like only for people who've played <laughs> Half Life Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like this one Half Life Two mod, and it was just very cool and like nostalgic for me because I used to love that. Like, I played that like when it was like early, early in beta when Half Life Two first came out. So it's just kind of fun, like seeing. And that's the thing I always liked about these, this whole thing in general is like every of the three games I talked about so far, they're all so different. Yeah. Um, so it's just fun, like trying these different things. I just love how like weirdly specific this is. It's like, hey, remember that one thing that only you and I, you know, not that many people play. Let's do a horror game based on that one very specific thing. Yeah, you don't have that big pressure of like this needs to appeal to thousands, if not yeah. hundreds and dozens yeah. of thousands of people. Just eh, <laughs> this makes twenty people happy. We're good. Yeah, exactly. And they and they did the mechanics of of Gmod really well. Like it works as a Gmod fake game. Um, nice. Before they start adding horror elements, um, which is cool. And that one's by Tobias Mihura. I'm just trying to make sure I get people noted in here. No, I was going to say, I'm, I'm not going to correct you on names. I couldn't No, that's tell fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, this next one, though, Agony of a Dying MMO, was probably the most uncomfortable I've ever p- had playing a game. Definitely the scariest one because... Um, 
you weren't sure what was real and what's not. And currently I tried to look. So at the end they had the dev Twitters and I went to the guy's Twitter, but he has it completely locked down and I could not find any more information on this game. Um, Weird. And I don't think it was to be spooky. I think it's just like, this game is just an odd game from an odd developer. Okay. So what agony of a dying MMO is the concept of the game is that there's a fake MMO that's, that's dying. That's going to get shut down. Okay. Yeah. And you are essentially playing out the last day of that MMO being shut down. Gotcha. Um, and what it and it kind of plays out in like little vignettes of like you just talking with people who have been playing the game forever. Like I think the concept is like the game's been on for like ten years or something. So a lot of people put a lot of time into this. Yeah. And it's these short sort of interviews with and it, so it does a good job of kind of pretending to be an MMO. Like there's people who are just like trolling or like there's like little kids on and there's like people who are like you know who've been like playing the game forever and there's people who are like brand new like how do I use this gun? It's like what are you even doing here? This game shutting down sort of thing. <laughs> um. But the thing that makes it really, really creepy and really unsettling is that it seems like they really did do interviews with people who have regrets of spending so much time playing MMOs. So, like, there's discussions of, like, hey, this game, like, ruined my life. Like, I spent all of this time playing this game. And that's, and that's like, the theme of it is, like, all of these people, like, having regrets of playing this game. And, yeah. Um, and then one of your, like, one of your partners, like, friends of the game is it's an interview about him having and this is the part that was like is this real or not is his so some of the people are talking about like like suicide attempts or like how going through psychotic episodes and stuff and i was like these sound real like these sound like very real people having these regrets people really having like psychotic breaks and how this game like saved them i don't know what game they're maybe talking about but it's probably not this one (laughs) um so it's this mix of like real life interviews with this mix of kind of a narrative of what's going on here. And it doesn't shy away from like people being really f- fucking horrible on the internet. So like in this fake game, one of the factions is Nazis and like you talk to those people who are playing as Nazis and they are like horrible internet troll sort of people. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, I was like, never sure. I was like, was this recorded for this game or not? Um, oh, cause like it's so well written that you can't tell like, or maybe yeah. not written. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then, so I was like, I was like, I just need to find out more information. So that's the thing that was like even creepier. So I was done with that. I was like super uncomfortable. It was such a cool concept of like, you know, kind of those thoughts that I've had. I was like, you know, how much, how much time should I be spending playing video games and stuff? And I always try to make sure I have like a healthy social life, yeah. and, you know, with my partner and all that stuff. Um, because it is these kind of like, what happens if you go off the deep end on these things? Yeah. And like one was like this guy who was like, Hey, I played this game all through college and I had to drop out because of it. And I was just like, Oh, was Shit. that, are you talking about final fantasy 14? Are you talking about, wow. Are you actually, ta- was that just really good acting on your part? Um, well, Cause you know, those stories exist. So it's one of those things where yeah. like, you know, these stories exist, you know, these are, these are true things that people struggle with. Yes. And then to put it in that context, like, of okay, now we're looking at it from this point of view. I can imagine yeah exactly and it's and it's um i just thought it was like super super interesting because of that and it had kind of like touched on like again like some of my anxieties of like playing games and that sort of thing especially as i'm getting older and and that sort of thing um and i just felt it was like this is such a personal story that's being told and like it was just really uncomfortable as a result but i thought it was just like so well done i was in like just that idea is so cool in and of itself that i wanted to play more and it ended like when it kind of needed to but i was just like such a 
this of like all of the games on it was like this meets the horror motif something i've definitely never played before something that made me extremely uncomfortable it's like you did a good horror ps1 game (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that was agony of a dying mmo and i can't give you more information on the developer because their twitter's quite close (laughs) yeah um and then uh so the last one i want to talk about is um a bit of a spoiler which is weird for this thing um so if you have like if you're already like oh let's go check out this something it's like okay kind of stop here um there's a computer that you find in the museum area and the computer has a password on it mm-hmm. and then you have to go around the museum find the password put in the password yeah blah blah um <laughs> and this one is so cool so what it does it kind of gives you like a dummy desktop yep setups so like you know my computer and that and that sort of thing and I guess the conceit is that you are a um, a person working for like sort of an X Files like group. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of SCP. Have you heard of that by any chance? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this um, is just me not hearing of things. <laughs> no, that's that's fair. S- SCP is its own like okay weird thing where it's like it's. I'm sure you've actually probably used it. It's like a. Um, it's like an internet Wikipedia for fake monsters where people put in like oh this monster eats people in the middle of the night. Okay. They'll have like a weird photoshopped thing, but it's a, it's a cool thing that you've ever that i would definitely recommend like checking out if you've never seen it okay um and the conceit is like people are just making this building this fake wikipedia with like creepy monsters kind of like control actually like Mm -hmm. like it's control is actually heavily based off of that stuff oh okay so anyway so you're so you're a a company you're you're a company man for this sort of thing so you're checking your emails and there's like oh hey we got this new photo from like a a trail cam of like some weird creature and there's some cool creatures and stuff and you're going going and then one of your emails is um, a video file. And it was like um, a video file of like a double homicide or something like that. And you're like, well, okay, sure. <laughs> and you click on the video and it does the Resident Evil 7 like VHS tape thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you like yeah. jump into the video? Yeah. And I was like, and then the graphics are sound like really good. I was like, oh, shit. I don't know if I'm going to handle this. And you're in it. I'm not going to spoil kind of where it ends, but, um, but essentially what you're in a hotel room and there's a guy with a bag over his head in the bathtub and it's kind of insinuate. You chop him up with an ax and it was extremely fucking creepy. Um, it has a very, very good jump scare that was like, oh, that was very clever of you and you're an asshole. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but once you complete that sequence, um, this is like when the, then like you get another email and your entire email thing is all glitched out. And then you like click on one. It says something like the king is risen or something like that. You click on that. It's this weird photo of like a mummified like uh, something with like a crown on its head. And also you're still getting all these virus pop up warnings. And like and like so you're like closing all the virus pop up warnings. And the email comes back and all these virus things start popping up and like these weird text crawls and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it kind of ends in like a cool like jump scare thing of like the computer like basically melting down as the thing is like coming through the screen. It was very convincing. Very very cool. Um, and it was like, it was such a good way to end that haunted PS1 thing because it's a hidden game and I really couldn't find any information on it. Like of who made it (laughs) at the end, they had it, but I didn't, I didn't write it down who it was. I was like, that was such a cool, clever thing that was kind of hidden in this whole thing. So this whole like demo this thing was just like, it was just a great way to end it, um, on this like little hidden game. Um, and I was like, (laughs) and this is the one that didn't say like, thank you for playing. Here's our full game. I think that might've been the whole thing. Yeah, like, just like uh, a little that's, I would have loved to play a game where you're like a fake X-Files person clicking through and getting haunted emails and shit. I mean, it almost sounds like it's whoever made that museum thing just going like, hey, let me do my own little thing here. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and, it, and it's cool. And the, the museum itself has its own like little story that's kind of, you know, 
see you next time at the next mm-hmm. haunted museum sort of thing so it's it just very 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 cool um nice yeah but that's it that's the ps1 haunted demo disc i highly recommend checking out if you it's have free thought. right yeah it's free and it's if you just type in haunted demo disc you can find it and if you think that like games are just like oh i'm playing everything that's the same nowadays like this this will help clean that palette pretty quickly (laughs) (laughs) these games are not in there yeah it is funny though i think indie games have their own like little weird um tropes that they follow that but like there's like a lot of pretty similar ones yeah uh, which is kind of fun um like finding those new tropes um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's a good game it's a good thing i just if you're into games like it's it's pretty cool nice yeah all right well we are workforce gaming you can follow us on twitter at workforce gaming subscribe to us wherever you're listening and we will see you later bye